0: Welcome to the Room of Lives. I'm your host, Neil. This episode was a conversation I had with my young and idealistic friend. We talk about the pursuit of wealth, power, prestige, and knowledge, and the interlink of science and capitalism. But is life instead actually about learning to love better? If so, how do we do it? Does this love mean overlooking the dark and loveless side of the world? We also talk about my friends' psychic communications with nature, seeing omens of death, and the risks of having a sensitive and open heart. I think this morning when i kind of like woke up at like 5 a.m or something i think this is when that happened and i think it's partly influenced by the fact of the fact that you're here and the kind of person you are and yesterday you were talking about you know when you take like um I guess it was like uh, LSD or something, when mm. you were in nature, like you looked at people and you're like, oh, I just want to love people. Mm. I think it was kind of influenced by that thought. Uh, so when I woke up, I was like, um, I feel like the purpose of life or the purpose of the universe If there is any such purpose, you know, I don't really like believe in God or something. If there seems to be some kind of purpose, is that we are all here to learn how to love better. And that's like the kind of like the ultimate purpose. Uh, what do you think about that idea?
1: I think that's it. So when I was on LSD the first time,
0: yeah. as I
1: was also learning so much about yoga. I learned like the purpose of life is being happy, happy and like make the world happier and like mm. being in a state of love and show love to everybody. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I feel like... Um,
1: that was at 5 p.m. That was <laughs> at 5 p.m., yeah. You, 5 p.m.
0: What's <laughs> <laughs> the uh, purpose so, of life. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we here? Yeah. So, I mean, I think as humans, we make up a lot of and make up and kind of get lost in a lot of different purposes, like career or whatever, some like particular personal relationship or power or wealth or, you know, whatever, Um, so if you ask different people, their purposes in life, they will say are different depending on whatever circumstance they're in or whatever. But I feel like, I mean, if you focus on all of those like different little mini purposes, they don't always work out, you know? So you, you could be focusing on money and that's your purpose. And you can figure out, okay, it's kind of complicated to get money in the world, but you can, like, learn how to do it better and everything. But even after, if you just focus on, like, that money, the nature of the world is such that you still remain kind of trapped in a lot of different problems if you have just focused on money. If you have just focused on career or power, you still remain kind of trapped. It's like your problems are not over, you know. You kind of stay... There are more. (laughs) Yeah, there are more sometimes. There are, like, different problems or whatever. I mean, I think rich and powerful people have different problems than, like, you know, uh, poor people. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Um, But there are still problems. And so, as long as there are still problems, even if you have solved what you thought was that purpose, like, maybe you thought the purpose was money, even if you have solved that, it it hasn't really liberated you. So you're still trapped in all of these things. And so maybe you think, oh, the solution is to get even more money or even more power or something. So you can be trapped in this maze for a long time. And I feel like the only thing that I've seen that seems to go in the direction of liberating me from all of the different traps is to just learn to love better. And... Uh, that's why I was thinking, I think the point of all of these things, like these things of course exist, the economy exists and all of this science and all of these things, each of those things with their own set of rules and problems. And you can, but I think the point of all of those things is to just kind of like ultimately to learn to love better, you know? And uh, a lot of those things are kind of like a distraction, like... It's kind of like uh, you have a game and the ultimate purpose of the game is this. But to complicate the game and make it more interesting, you have all of these other like quests and side quests and distractions or whatever. And I think they're not just distractions. Like even in the world where you're trying to get more money or get more power, every time you make some step to satisfy that purpose, the world responds back to you. It's like we are in a constant state of feedback with the world. And with every response that the world gives you, regardless of what purpose you're seeking, it's basically training you. Like, you can take that information and learn how to love better. Even if your purpose is at that time to, like, get more power or whatever, the world is giving you, like, constant, consistent feedback. So... Uh, I mean, I feel like as a human being, I'm definitely feel like I don't know how to love perfectly well. And, um, yeah, it's definitely not easy to, you know, love better. It, like, it has a lot of challenges. Um, but I was like, yeah, I think that kind of seems to be the one thing where if you just, like, focus, like, your life also keeps getting better and everything keeps getting better. And, uh, it's like there are fewer distractions and yeah, i don't know what do you what yeah. do you think about like, that like i'm so
1: happy yeah. i'm having this conversation like listening to this right yeah. now so when i was in hawaii i got to that conclusion and i was able to talk about this with the the person in the yoga studio because of course he knows a lot about it yeah. and then when i then after hawaii mm-hmm. like i haven't been able to talk about this to anybody mm-hmm. the, the moment i started talking about like for example with my sister she was like like what are you saying like you're crazy yeah and so i stopped thinking about it but i really feel like that it's the reality like Mm. in hawaii would like in the place that i was in it's in so many people believe in this so you are able to feel the feedback in in the world like you're like i was talking to maui Mm. i was talking to the island and the island was responding to me like every time i was like asking questions about how to love and how to have a a pure heart like the island will tell me or like will will challenge me. Like mm. today you're gonna learn to be patient. You to learn today you're gonna learn to be whatever. But yeah, like I got to the conclusion like yeah that's the purpose of life, love and I feel like the system, the system of the world is made so that we are not able to realize that. Mm. So they they put us like, oh you have to be successful. Oh you have to focus on money. Mm. What's the purpose of having money? Like, I, I always wonder that. Like, mm-hmm. what's the purpose of having money? Like, for example, if you want to do something with the money, I get it. Like, for example, my purpose is building a building to do whatever. So mm-hmm. I need money. My purpose is going to be getting money. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because you have an actual purpose building the building. And if it's just the money, it doesn't make sense. It's like you're going to get stuck in that circle of just getting money, money, money. Because it's not an actual goal. Mm-hmm. Having money cannot be a goal. Mm-hmm. Because how much money? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the system is made so that we are not able to wake up and see the reality. Yeah. And just like being slaves of the system. And we are way easier to control. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I also think... I mean, all of that is true. But I feel like I also don't blame anyone for that system. Mm -hmm. I kind of just see all of this as like a big cosmic game. Mm -hmm. And just as in a game, there's going to be a lot of challenges and difficulties and distractions because otherwise it's not a big adventure. You know, if you went straight mm-hmm. from point A to point oh, B, yeah, then it would just be like, so, so I think, uh, I think the kind of the, the existence of all of these distractions and misdirections is to make it even more kind of intense, like all of our paths, um, but you know, so when you were having that experience on, I guess, LSD, where the skeletons, the pink skeletons came, was that on oh, LSD?: yes. You were on shrooms, and <laughs> yeah. so you basically wanted to like focus on love. But the shrooms came uh, uh, the skeletons came <laughs> It sounds
1: like super crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
0: the yeah. skeletons came and you they were basically <laughs> inviting you yeah. into the dark part of the world and saying yeah. I know you want to stay in love but there's a lot of darkness going on yeah. in the world um, but you were like, nah, not this time I think I just want to stay in yeah. love <laughs> So you know my question is is that kind of love like a complete love then or at that time like you know did you not choose to ignore some kind of like the dark side of the world and what is the role of that dark side of the world in like do you think we have to like embrace the dark side or experience the dark side to eventually advance in love
1: mm-hmm. um Okay, wait, can you repeat Like, okay, the first question was.
0: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> like, what the is the question, state of love? Or? Yeah, so these skeletons were basically trying yeah. to say there's a lot of darkness in the okay. world.
1: Oh, yeah, but like, what is the question?
0: The question is you know, at that time you were like, no, I'm not gonna go into that darkness. Yeah. I'm just gonna stay in love.
1: Yeah.
0: But that love that you stayed in, where you ignored the darkness, mm-hmm. is that complete love? Or do you yeah. think to completely experience love, oh. you also have to experience the darkness?
1: Yeah, the thing was like, I feel you can be in a total state of love, but you have to acknowledge what is going on in the world too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I feel like that's the reason why I feel like I need to see the darkness and what is going on in the world. Because I feel like I'm really trapped in this like world of oh yeah, look at this privileged world, these privileged people. Mm-hmm. But there's so many things going on in the world. Um, but like I feel like I have been like in a state of love, like love like when you meditate and you're in a state of love that like everything is love but yeah I, like so i decided like i really want to see that the darkness but as i was like okay i feel like i need to do more shrooms to be completely like comfortable with the shrooms like I'm comfortable with the shrooms but I feel like I'm not a- that advanced to explore other dimensions and realities mm. in the darkness because I yeah I don't know
0: So what do you think would like when you decided I'm not gonna go with those mm-hmm. skeletons was it because you felt like scared like, yeah because I was
1: by myself and I was like, what if I have a bad trip? Yeah. Because I think that if I see the darkness, maybe, like, of course, I'm gonna feel the darkness, but I don't know how it is going to be. And I was scared of having a bad trip.
0: Mm-hmm. So that
1: was part of it. So I wanna, like, mm-hmm. learn more about the shrooms and how to get out of a bad trip if it happens. Yeah. Because I'm gonna be by myself, yeah. I wanna know yeah. how to get out. Because it's like, okay, if I, if I am in a bad trip, nobody's gonna help me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I have not commonly heard that on shrooms, someone, like, encounters, like, other entities. Like, I mean, you do see Mm -hmm. images, but these were kind of like some beings, like skeletons that Mm -hmm. came and they had some intention. They're like, come with us and etc. Those kinds of experiences, from what I've heard, happen to people on, like, stronger psychedelics, like Mm -hmm. DMT or something like that. So, um, and also, even when you're not on psychedelics, even when you're, like, sober, you say that, you know, you can kind of, like, communicate with nature. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like some part of your mind is just, like, more sensitive.
1: I yeah. don't want to think that. You don't want to think at that? at one point, yeah, I was, like, feeling that sometimes, and I got really scared with everything. Oh. So, like... Like sometimes when I meditate, I see things Yeah. and I was like, okay, like I didn't like relate it to that. Like I didn't want to, I was like, okay, well, whatever. But at one point I was like, well, I'm opening my heart really much right mm-hmm. now. Okay. So one day I was meditating and I was like, the moment I started closing my eyes, I was like seeing death. Yeah. So much death. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was really scared. And like
0: you were seeing visions of death, death like people yeah, dying. Like the feeling of, like, oh, feeling of death.
1: Yeah. The feeling of death and like, like death. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to mm-hmm. portray that, but like death. So I opened my eyes and I was scared. And I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to my mother or my sister. How is she doing? And it was at night, but there it was in the morning. They were like, Oh yeah, I know we're okay. It's not tough. And I was like, uh, I'm learning how to do tarot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see what the tarot says. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see the health of my mom. My sister, my dad, and my dog, because mm. they were like the people that I will be, you know, kind of care mm. about their health, and I did all of them, except the one of my dog. Because when I, yeah, I was doing them, and then I was like, yeah, no, well, I think that the images of death it was just because the other day I did his rooms and I saw mm. these skeletons, so maybe it was just like, you know, like, act, like learning about death or something or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, whatever, and then. Next day, I was like, so every time I was seeing a dog, and I didn't read the one of my dog and every time Mm. I was seeing a dog the next day, like they will come to me, Mm. they will come to me and like love me so much, and it's something that that usually happens. Mm. And a dog that I met the other day, so the day before, I met a random guy, and he was with the dog, and I didn't even see the dog, the dog didn't interact with me, but then the, the the day after the meditation and I saw that, the dog came to me like crazy. And I was like, oh, so cute. Like, oh, so beautiful. And like, I felt like how my dog, when he used to see me, mm-hmm. like he would be like, he would do the same. And like, yeah, so many things. And then, yeah, but I didn't connect to that. And then that night, I was like, uh, I was going to go to a place, but suddenly... A guy told me to go to another place and I went there and there was like a party. And I don't know, like I had like a really crazy experience that night. And it was like super bad. And yeah, then I went home and I was super bad. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. It's okay. Then the next day in the morning, I was like, yo, like, <laughs> I'm just going to go to the park and chill because that night was crazy. And I went to a park that it's like a really famous park of San Diego. And, like, every time I saw, like, a living being, I was crying. Like, I saw a bird and I was crying. I saw a dog and I was crying. Why? I didn't know. And I was like, what the fuck? What is wrong with me? Is it because last night was crazy or, like, what? And I was just, like, crying. And then... I was like, okay, I'm going to try to meditate, and I wasn't able to meditate. And I and then I sat in a bank, and the, the, be- the bench, sorry, mm-hmm. and the bench was like, um, it says like, oh, this is for my dog and my grandma, and like it's people that died. And I started crying too, and then my, my sister FaceTimed me, <laughs> and I took the FaceTime, and she was crying, and I was crying already, and she was like, well, Mimo died. Like, she literally said that. And it's my dog. My, like, like my, the first dog that I've ever mm. had and whatever. And I was like, shit. And, yeah. And so, then I was seeing the time when she was telling me. So, the, my mother went with the dog to the hospital and stuff. And so, when he was dying... Like when he was really bad, like when he was like having convulsions and stuff, I was having that crazy night mm. and I was having, and during that crazy night I was on weed too and I was having a panic attack. Mm. So when I was having the panic attack at that same time, cause I sent a message to my roomie, mm. my dog was having convulsions.
0: Mm.
1: And then when I was like seeing the dogs and stuff, they were already in the hospital. Mm. And then when I was just like fucking crying in the park, mm. like my dog. The
0: yeah
1: so yeah since that moment i was like fuck like I, I became really scared of the things that i see or i feel because it's like it's a word trying to communicate like yeah. am i going i'm going crazy or what is wrong like because it's not normal and i was like well maybe it was just this experience because i had a, like a really huge connection with my dog and maybe it's that but it's still like what is this
0: <laughs> but that's I would say that's different from going crazy, because this seems to have, like, an actual connection. Like, this experience seemed to be actually trying to communicate to you some, like, real information. Whereas, like, crazy, I think it's, like, random information that does not mean anything. But
1: how do you know if it is random or not?
0: Because
1: sometimes, like, for example, any Hawaii... Like, how it was so crazy for me because I was, like, meditating every day and, like, Mm -hmm. I was really being conscious and I was communicating with the ocean stuff, even sober. Mm -hmm. And, like, I felt it real because it was real. Like, for example, sometimes I was, like, oh, like, I, for example, if I was, like, I wanted a ride somewhere Mm -hmm. and I was, like, "Mm, how do you say, like, attracting it? Like, Mm -hmm. I was able to attract whatever. And it was crazy. I was, like, wow, like.
0: Mm. this is real
1: like what people say about meditation about attracting things and stuff it's real because everything is energy Mm. but then like i feel like if i see the world like that i get obsessed so easy of what i think or what i do or like what the world is trying to tell me because sometimes i feel like the world communicates too much like there are signs everywhere like the fact that i'm here too it makes me like it's part of all this like Mm. why am i here Mm. Why did I decide so spontaneously to come here? Mm. And I'm having this conversation with you and it's fucking my mind too.
0: Yeah. It seems like there's a part of this that makes you like nervous and unsettled. Yeah. Uh, That's the part that I'm not getting because some of this seems to me like kind of like a superpower. Like the way that you're communicating with the world. Like I feel like a lot of people would do anything to be able to have... A, an increased sensitivity to nature and be able to communicate, but you don't seem to see it c- completely positively.
1: Like, I love it, but yeah, I loved it in Hawaii because it was nature. Now, like, I'm not a spirit of nature, I love nature and I love what nature tells me, but I don't know when I'm I feel like I need to be nature to embrace that, yeah. I guess. I don't like I don't know how to express I don't know my feelings about it, but sometimes it's like too much.
0: And you feel safer when that communication is happening when you're in nature.
1: Yeah, that's the reason why every time I do shrooms, yeah, um like I've never done shrooms with anybody. hmm Just once I did shrooms and I was like people in Hawaii and I was in a drum circle so I wasn't like with people, you know, like people were there but I wasn't interactioning with them. Yeah. Then at that, that night, then I was interacting with people, but never, like, go with someone. Like, oh, let's do mm-hmm. rooms together. Like, I've never mm-hmm. done that. I've always been by myself in nature because any if I feel, feel alone, I know that the trees are going to be with me or, like, nature is going to be with me. They're yeah. going to take care of me, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I think it it's seems so to have, like, what is the connection? We were talking earlier about um you know communication with nature and you were like, okay, in nature I feel safe, but in the city crazy things yeah, can happen. Okay, so then and you that at that point that. then when
1: I go in home I was like, okay, I have to stop mm. trusting everybody. Because mm. also in Hawaii I've been like in so many like the first time I tried LSD it was also like I learned so much about life because it also mm. showed me the darkness. Like, okay, at night it's beautiful. Hawaii, it's beautiful. Payet, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it's beautiful in the daylight and everything is safe. But then at night, it's when everything happens and it's the darkness. So you got to go home to not see that. Because mm. so now you're going to be in a scary situation. And this, this experience was a reminder of that. Like, hey, you forgot about that experience that you had. Uh, you have to remind yeah, yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. that, hey... There's so many things going on
0: yeah. in the world. You
1: just don't want to see them. Yeah. Yeah. But they're there. Yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And then when I was on mushrooms, like I know I want to see that darkness. Mm-hmm. I just want to feel ready to do it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like someday, eventually, I will be ready to see like. Okay, yeah, show when
0: you're going to be able to like you know manage it more. Yeah. And You know that you're not going to get like lost or harmed. Harmed yeah, in it. basically. Uh, something that I feel very curious about mm-hmm. is it seems like you have this like kind of an ability to communicate with nature. Mm -hmm. I think most people don't even understand what that means when you say communicate with nature or like um, interact with it. Have you ever, like you asked me yesterday, have you ever interacted with an animal while on LSD? And you were like, you're talking about this cat that was in the Mm -hmm. room and it was kind of a wild cat. And Mm -hmm. you started realizing a lot of the things about how the animals have been domesticated like dogs and a lot of their Nature has been forgotten or mm-hmm. they've been forced to forget a lot of their nature. So when I am hearing these stories, I'm kind of feeling like you have some kind of a communication channel with nature. But what, do, what is it like? Like it's not really words that you hear. Like how, what is the form in which you are communicating with nature? Is it like when you say, okay, um, Like, I want to learn from the ocean when you were in Maui. Mm -hmm. Like, what is that form of communication like? It's not like you're literally talking. Yeah. So, is it like visions or feelings? Mm -hmm. How can you describe that communication? Like,
1: Like, first of all, I think we all have the ability to communicate with nature, especially with animals. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, like, for example, normally I'm not able to communicate with nature just if I am in a good state of mind or, like, if I have been meditating for a while. Because mm. with meditation and yoga, it teaches you some values to be in a state of vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerability.
0: Vulnerability. <laughs> yes, that word vulnerability,
1: again. okay. Yeah, yeah. And so with animals, if you see them, you can see some values of yoga because they don't, like, the ego. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like the ego... Um, Make us not being able to communicate with our surrender, mm-hmm. but when you take the ego and you do like this, mm-hmm. and you're able to be in a state of love, of vulnerability, respect, mm-hmm. connection, then you're gonna be able to do that, mm-hmm. and like also willing to talk to nature. Because for example, you meditate, you know about that, you've been psychedelics. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to communicate with nature but maybe you don't have the purpose of doing it. Maybe mm. you're in nature and you're just like, Yeah, I'm chilling in nature, but you don't have the purpose of communicating with nature. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, you're gonna be able to do it. You just yeah. have you're just gonna have the purpose to do it. Yeah. And we all have the ability. To... And
0: what does that communication feel like for you? So is like it's not like words that no. nature is speaking into your ears. Yeah. It's not like is it like visions that you see or is it feelings? How can you describe it?
1: So the first time I felt the Mm. communication with... It was the first time I was... Not the first time, but the second time I was in shrooms. Mm. It was the first time I was in shrooms by myself completely.
0: Mm.
1: Now that I think, okay, the first time I took shrooms with people, but they were in high. So, well, Mm. whatever. So I was in... I was in in fucking Hollywood, in the Hollywood trailer. And yeah, so I was sitting in a rock and then I saw a tree. And so what I felt in the communication was that, for example, the tree was dying Mm. and I was like feeling, it's like, yeah, of course it's not words. Sometimes it can be words, like in my mind, Mm. like they're telling me something or like maybe I asked them something like, how are you feeling? Or like, Mm -hmm. and like suddenly it's like, oh, you're feeling this. Mm. Yeah. So it's not like words, it's like feelings Mm. of sadness or Oh, like, they make me realize things. Like, for example, one of the trees was telling me all the bad things that were going on in Hollywood. And so I was, like, the tree was making me realize that. Like, I feel like the tree was telling me, like, hey, Mm -hmm. you see around, Like, you see how fucked up the nature is? Mm -hmm. Or something. The ocean is, like, um... uh, I don't know. Um, I'm really happy because now I'm, I'm... you're you remembering. Say? I'm remembering. But yeah, with the oceans, like I feel things and it makes me realize things. Sometimes I'm even able to talk to the ocean, like I ask something or like I say something and I feel like the ocean is hearing me. Mm. Um, yeah. And like it's more about the heart, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to express it. Yeah. But, like, I think we all have the ability to do it. You just gotta, So, like, try it. Like, be meditating for a while, then take your rooms and be always with the purpose of being open and love. Mm-hmm. And then you go to nature, you, you will feel which tree wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Just, like... You know, when you go to somewhere and you see, for example, with people, No, you go to a place and suddenly a person you see, it's like, oh, I want to talk to that person. Have you ever had the feeling? Yeah. Okay, so it happens too, in the, like in the forest, maybe you're <laughs> like in the forest and you're like, you see a tree and it's like, I want to talk to that tree or something, uh, like the tree is yes, calling yes. you. So, yeah, so that's the tree that wants to communicate with you. So yeah. you just sit on the tree, just... Feel the tree, and the tree would tell you things, right?
0: Ah, that's interesting. So, with this, also, do you ever feel like, okay, is this really like nature talking to me, yeah. or am I talking to myself yeah. by projecting it into nature? Like, do you ever feel like that?
1: It's like I've had that feeling like maybe it's just me and mm-hmm. my mind. But I feel like, no, because I've learned so many things. Like, why am I learning this if I've never, you know? Mm -hmm. Or, like, for example, when a tree was dying, like, I was able to feel death. Mm -hmm. Because it was dying and Mm -hmm. it was telling me, hey, this is death. Or, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. this is what it feels like to be dying. Yeah. Like, just by seeing the tree. Like, I will normally see a tree dying and I was like, oh, the tree's dying.
0: Yeah. And
1: I'm not feeling anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. I I feel like like uh, something that might be difficult... For a person like you who's like, you know, kind of more sensitive to nature, is we are at a stage where I think we are kind of like killing the planet. Like, there's so much pollution and yeah. trash and like, you know, climate change. It, do you think it's especially hard for a person like you to but stay in this world?
1: The things like, I don't feel like I have a connection, and that is something I've been thinking a lot. I don't feel like I have a connection with animals or nature.
0: You don't?
1: No, I do not. Like, ah. I feel like I can be in that state,
0: ah. but I
1: don't normally. Like, I want to learn how to be able to communicate with them.
0: Because,
1: mm. for example, with animals, I feel like some people have, like, um, like an ability to, to... For example, there are people that love dogs a lot. And you see those people interacting with dogs, and you see how dogs just came mm-hmm. to them. Because mm. they feel like they want to... Talk mm. to them. But for me, it doesn't happen. Like dogs, like I see dogs and sometimes I'm like, oh, it's dogs, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to learn how to communicate with them. And I am able to learn and I'm being in a state of communicating with them. But I don't think I have that. I think some people do. And I have known people that since they have been children, as they have been raised with animals in nature, they're mm-hmm. able to communicate with that. But I think I do not have it.
0: Yeah. You're comparing yourself to some other people who yeah. are like maybe even more communicative, yeah. but I would say compared to many other people, like, you seem to have, like, some, like, greater communication with nature. I don't know, that's just the way that it seems to me.
1: But Like, I think it's not something of my person, it's something that I've learned.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Yeah, like, or having, like, the purpose of doing it. Yeah,
0: but you, for some reason, you have cared to learn it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I a lot of we...
0: people might not even...
1: Think about it. Or like yeah, about like you you like you were
0: trying to tell me, yeah. you know, these are the things that you can do. You can like meditate, take shrooms, go mm-hmm. to nature, and do these things. Yeah. To a lot of people, even if you tell them, they're like, "I don't feel like I want to do that." Yeah, you know, but because
1: they don't care. Yeah, you
0: yeah. care to learn that. So, um, yeah, I guess like this question comes from a little bit more of a personal perspective that I have not explained. I think when I was a kid, I was more sensitive to nature. Um, there was a coconut tree next to our house. And one day they chopped off the coconut tree. And I had to go up to the roof and be by myself to just cry about it. And someone came and saw me and, you know, because I was embarrassed to like cry about something that seems to not be an issue with like anyone else. Um, yeah so, and also, oh, yeah, like they were like other things too, so we had like some rats in our house, okay. and so, rats, okay, and so my dad bought some poison to kill the rats, and I had actually seen some rats being found at some part of the house, like in the stairs. uh there were some rats and their babies, and the baby rats actually don't have any fur, they're just like little pink things and they're like very cute and soft and I was like oh my god these are like like little living things and we're going to give them this poison and they're gonna die (laughs) they're Uh, like
1: yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's the purpose and
0: my dad was like yeah okay so what happens is uh, when these rats eat this poison they basically um die of thirst something like that you know so we should not leave any like water around and so after everyone went to bed, I secretly went and put some water <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> and then in the morning, my dad was like So I found this water over here, did you put that over? I was like, yeah. So I don't know, I guess so I think when I was a kid, I was like more sensitive, not just to like animals or nature, but I think also to human emotions. Like I vaguely remember if I was in a room and there were like 10, 15 people in the room and one of them was not having a good time, like I could not ignore it. Somehow I knew it. I just knew this person over there in that corner of the room in the middle of all this talking and everything that's going on and like nobody's noticing, I can tell that person is not having a good time and I would be feeling that and I somehow could not block it out of my mind. Um, but I also didn't necessarily know what to do about it. Um, and I think as I grew up, a lot of these sensitivities kind of like became repressed or went away. Um, and I think one thing that I feel, like even today is, I feel pretty bad about how we are treating the planet. And in many ways, it kind of seems like like we're doing it at such a large scale now, like with climate change and like trash and things like that, um, that I kind of feel like I don't know how to deal with it, like on the level of feelings. Um So when I meet someone like you who seems to be kind of, like, sensitive to nature or to care about nature, like, is it hard for you to be in a time like this when it seems like we are kind of, like, destroying the planet? Or do you not feel that way?
1: Like, I think we have the same struggle. Like, we want to do something, Mm -hmm. but we are like, what can I do? Like, at some point, like, since I came to the United States and I was like... Evil. Like, okay, first, before I say something, mm-hmm. I want to tell you, like, how, why do you think you don't feel that connection
0: anymore? I do feel it a little bit, yeah, but, but I think when see. I was growing up, consciously or subconsciously, I must have suppressed those feelings. One was a lot of those feelings were not good. It was feelings of pain and suffering. And, you know, of course, I don't want to feel pain and suffering. Like, for example, if there's another person in the room and I'm feeling their pain and suffering. And and the other part would be, it's, ho- it's even harder when nobody else seems to be sensitive to that. So if everyone else in the room was like, oh, what is going on also? Then I would feel like that feeling is legitimized. Like, yeah, everyone else feels it. And they also feel that this is important, is something to address. When they're chopping down the tree, you know, I feel like, I was the only one having a problem with that, and since I was the only one having a problem with that, it was like I was, it was like my situation was a problem in that setting. So, I think maybe consciously or subconsciously, I kind of learned that I need, I cannot, yeah, I just have to be suppressing these feelings. And maybe I don't know, did not know consciously how to suppress it. Like I was telling you, I didn't know how to block off those feelings. But somehow I think like children or even like adults, even if we don't know consciously how to suppress it, like at some point subconsciously our brain learns how to suppress some amounts of information from us. So I think at some point I just started becoming desensitized. Um... And I think I want to become resensitized again, because I think it's very important. But also, theres I feel like there's a lot of suffering involved in becoming resensitized. So, I don't know how you feel about it.
1: Like, I feel like when we are children, we are able to see more things, like connect with everything way more. Like, if you see children interacting with animals... And if you tell them, hey, yeah, we're going to kill the dog, they're going to be, like, crazy. Mm -hmm. Because they haven't learned, like, dogs. Or, like, for example, a sheep. You know, Mm -hmm. you see a child with a sheep and then they tell you, then they tell the kid, yeah, we're going to kill that sheep. The the, the kid will cry. Mm -hmm. Like, 90% of chance that the kid will cry because they have... They are able to connect with animals. We are able, when we are born, to connect with everything. We just learn how to not to. For Mm. example, you were able to connect even more Mm. than other children.
0: Mm.
1: So you were even like, okay, like even kids like me are not even able to feel this. Mm. And so the world has told you, hey, you don't have to be this way. You have to be like everybody else, like not caring at all. Mm. So basically you... Yeah, what you said—you suppress that power because society tells you not to care. Because mm-hmm. that way, you're gonna be able to follow everybody and like keep this thing going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like for example, you said I don't blame the system. I don't blame people. Mm-hmm. And but I think that so many people are in charge and have a lot of power to change the world, mm-hmm. and they don't do it. They just want to keep supporting the system
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it's convenient for them. And Corruption is good for them because they c- can have power. They are gonna be unhappy anyway. But I mm. think that power is the, because they feel like the power is the purpose.
0: Yeah. You're
1: yeah. gonna be in darkness, but it's their darkness. It's putting everything in darkness. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like we learn how to, like you learn how to turn off your power, but you have the power. Like of course you're gonna be able to get it back. Mm. But yeah can like embrace that power
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah like you can think like what things made you not have like not have it that intense anymore like was it like for example you said that you when you were a kid growing, like in your country like your family had like so many like rules and stuff like you felt like your, the society that you were living in had so many rules and obligations and maybe that's that would you like... No, you don't have to care about this. You have to care about being successful. Or you have to care mm-hmm. about work. Or you, like studies. Or like do science. Or like whatever. Or like I don't know. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was that like... They were putting your mind in other places. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to concentrate about that anymore. Like mm-hmm. this. So maybe now you have to think... Okay, like what... Like ignoring... Or all what people have been telling me. Like... What can I do? What's my power? What do I like? What do I... Yeah, like, I've been thinking so much about tastes and, like, things that we like. It's like, do I really like what I like? Or (laughs) did I learn to like these things, you know?
0: Yeah. Hmm. That's
1: interesting. What are you going to do And Like you said, you want to reconnect. So how are you going to do it?
0: Um, I don't know, you know, so last night when I woke up and I had the thought (laughs) of like, uh, yeah, we are here to learn to love better. Mm -hmm. I remember that sometime in the recent past, like in the last couple of years, I became more serious that I became more serious about the goal of learning to love better. Um... And I think there are things that you can do because I think like deep inside us, we all know what that means to learn to love better. But somehow that knowledge is like hidden from our conscious mind by like different layers. A lot of those layers are this layers of like suppression and desensitization and all of these things that we have learned over our lifetimes. But I think it's quite possible to keep practicing uh, in different situations. Like, what does it mean in this situation to be more compassionate? And definitely, it's very probable that I'll get it wrong. And I've gotten it wrong, like, multiple times, you know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there are like there are many things that I can do that I think at the moment, oh, this is the more compassionate thing. And then it turns out, nah, that wasn't really. But I think it's possible to keep like experimenting. And I think the intention matters a lot. Uh, Other than just, you know, exactly how, what do you do or how do you go about it? Okay, those things are secondary. But as long as the intention is there, I think it's going to keep, you know, Um, keep pushing things along so I don't know exactly what it means but there are things happening all the time in your own life it doesn't have to be some like great glorified you know some kind of a spiritual quest where you go somewhere and do something to learn about love like there's constantly things happening in your own life and I think each of these uh, situations no matter how ordinary they seem uh, there is something to kind of learn there like a little bit of experimentation that you can do where you try something a little bit different from h- how you did things yesterday um, and I think basically a lot of this learning about love is basically like overcoming the ego and one way that I read it described what is the ego in a book is The ego is a force of inertia it's like you want to keep being the way that you are and that's like the force of the ego so trying to change from that means that when a situation comes up in your life your your default reaction is some way but you try to have like a slightly different reaction maybe a more vulnerable reaction maybe a more open reaction and and it's hard. It's yeah. hard to do that. But I think those are like like little steps. Mm. And you take that little step and I think what happens is you don't have to figure out all of the steps at once. Mm. You take that little step and when you take that little step, that changes you a little bit. And after that changes you a little bit, that little changed version of you is going to act differently in that next step. And certain things are going to become easier and more natural and more uh, obvious than they were before. And then with that new attitude or new self, you're going to take the next step. And then the next step is going to change you a little bit more. And like completely different things are going to start to happen than you could have even imagined when you were in step one. Like in step one, you cannot imagine all the way up to step 10 because you're imagining from the perspective of the self that you are in step one, but each of these steps change you a little bit and new things become possible. so yeah I don't
1: know <laughs> it's like changing to become a better version of yourself yeah but then what do you do? Yeah I don't know yeah so for example, you told me that you, so yeah. you you care about the world and everything so and you have decided to to be in in science mm-hmm. so like what's the like what is the purpose of your life? you seem to know what you want to do in life and like yeah I'm gonna do my PhD I'm gonna do like whatever whatever yeah so why are you doing all of this like why do how do you think you can change the world or
0: I would say that my main purpose of doing science is not to change the world Mm -hmm. Uh, I do science because I have a lot of curiosity Mm -hmm. about the world and I get I get a lot of rewards from doing science and learning about the world. Um, but I don't do it in my mind with some kind of a picture of this is how I want to change the world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are like those things. Like, for example, I want my scientific knowledge to become like pretty widely available to everyone. So I try to take some steps to make sure that it's like out there, you know, I go and edit Wikipedia and things like that. So there, the knowledge gets out. Um, but yeah, I would say that I don't do science with some kind of very strong, absolute sense of purpose. For me, a lot of it is like a play, like it just feels like fun, you yeah. mm-hmm. um, know. Yeah, but I would say science is also not, like, my only purpose. Like, that's what I'm doing. But that's only a part of my identity. There's, like, other things that I do also. Um, yeah, that I'm into, that I'm also passionate about. So I would not define science as, like, the only purpose of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like traveling. I like interacting with people. Um yeah, I feel like life is just kind of happening and unfolding yeah. in the way that it is mm-hmm. It is happening. Um, but, yeah, we will see. I don't have any very strong ambitions of changing the world, but I do have little ambitions of changing my world a little bit, just the world around me, just mm-hmm. a little bit. And we'll see how that works. Yeah.
1: Yeah like i've been thinking so much like okay like i feel like i am really privileged mm-hmm. for being where i am like for have for born in the place i have born and stuff. Mm-hmm. so it's like okay i feel like having this privilege you have to do something to change the system that is making me have that privilege
0: mm-hmm.
1: but how 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 do you think mm-hmm. can someone
0: are you right now in a question mark phase? Yeah, yeah that's like, <laughs> sort of like, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: What can I do? And I've been thinking so much about that. I was like, okay. And mm. then I got to thinking so much and like, um, like analyzing how people that are out of the system acts. Like, for example, for example, in the United States, the hippie community, it's people mm. that, have, that have a knowledge that the system is, it's bad and mm. it's making so much bad to the society and the world. And their response to that, to the system, and to change the world, is having an alternative lifestyle. And I was really curious about that. So I was like, okay, this sounds like a something. But then it's like, okay, you have an alternative lifestyle, but what do you do with that? You just don't support the system, but you're not changing it. Mm -hmm. And you're using your privilege to have a happy life out of Mm -hmm. the system. That you're you're using your privilege to be happy, not making any change. Change. Because, like, I know I could be happy, like, being like, yeah, I'm going to be a hippie, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be out of the system, fuck everything, fuck the system. But, yeah, but I'm not changing anything. And that's what, Mm.
0: you know? So you you feel like you want to change the system, but at the moment you're not quite sure how.
1: Yeah, like, I know that the biggest way to change the system, I guess it's politics. Mm. 'Cause it's like what it after all rules everything, but I know I wouldn't be able to be in politics.
0: Mm.
1: But I think that's like the main force of changing the world. Politics. Yeah, yeah and then you see like how the world have been, have been changing in terms of rights or in terms of whatever I mean, it's mm. always related to politics too. Mm. So I guess that's the answer. Like how can I change the world? Well, be in politics or do something about politics mm. in involved in that. And, like, if you see, like, hippie people are not usually involved in politics. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then... Because then I was thinking so much about science. Like, science, I feel like it can change the world, too. But sometimes it's really related to the actual... Like, the current politics that are in. Mm -hmm. It's really controlled by the system, too, sometimes. And... So it's like, yeah. Like, science is started at something of out of curiosity, curiosity yeah. and knowing more about the world, but now it's really connected to capitalism too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah, like people trying to find cures for something, but then the pharmacy goes and buys whatever, and then it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> then nothing yeah. matters, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't
0: know. Yeah, Maybe. but like I said, I think it's not a bad thing to stay in this uncertain. Yeah,
1: because then I'll for find some time.
0: something. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. All right, shall we get going? Nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice conversation. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me and my friend in the room of lives. See you in a while, alligator.